From jail to hell, I ain't done nothing to deserve. This time I serve, but I'd steal or kill to find my way back to her. Welcome to the Damn Woods uh, Wednesday guest media. I don't know. We we haven't worked out a title for these, and it doesn't matter because this is America and we do what we want. Uh, welcome to the Wednesday episode of the Damn Woods. I've got G-Man on, and we're going to talk about country music. That is correct. How's uh, how's the uh, the eastern side of America? Uh, it is uh, warm and humid today. Yeah, it's same. Uh, it is same here. <laughs> yeah, that that seems unnatural for Alaska. You you shouldn't be it's, having the same weather that I am. No, it's it's uh, it's hideous and illegal, and I have uh, already called the police about it, but they've done nothing as usual. Jake, that's a lie. You don't call the police. No, the the weather doesn't have a dog to shoot. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, uh, fucking so. Uh, once in a while on the, on our, on the normal media show, we, we, Oz and I, um, cross over into alt country territory. And, uh, so G-Man was the guy who actually introduced me to the, the concept of country that isn't terrible. Yes. I, I was actually pretty excited to, to hear the topic for this episode because this is definitely right in my wheelhouse. Um, yeah, it's your expertise, like your yeah. doctorate, if you yes. will. So for, for listeners, if you're not familiar, there is a genre called Suicide Country, and it is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's what you listen to when you feel like you want to commit suicide. Yeah, it's 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 pretty up there. There's a fucking jet right overhead. Okay, there we go. Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah, so Suicide Country is, uh, it's honestly like what it, what it ends up feeling, especially the older stuff, right, is like it ends up being... Uh, the country that isn't terrible. Yes. Uh, because if you, if you're familiar with country music on like radio stations, you listen to different music than this. That is very, very true. And in fact, one of the the artists that we're going to be covering today talks about that very phenomenon. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's fucking wild. So I used to work at a, um, uh, at an adult contemporary station, but the guys who ran the station uh, both used to run country stations, and they stopped running country stations because of how uh, radio country started being. Like they were like fundamentally like, yeah, this is this is terrible, and I I think this is like they 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 were under the impression that it was going to tank the entire genre and not become pop with a cowboy hat and be be wildly successful. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, "Fuck it, we'll go to whatever other shitty you know adult contemporary music stations we can do," uh, which is like office music stations, basically. Oh God, yeah, it's rough. It's super rough. I, as a result, I know so many Phil Collins songs. It's not even funny. Like back to front. Press F to pay respect. So, Suicide Country is is kind of it's it's its own animal, and Alt Country is the I would say like the probably the biggest successor to it, as it were, as as genres go. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, Alt Country. It, it's kind of like pop country is what changed and alt country is what changed less. 
Sure. See my meaning? Like, one departed yeah. from the other, and alt-country retained the soul of what is country music. And pop country, yes. well, they talk about, you know... God, I can't even bring myself Trucks. to think of one. Cowboy hats. Cowboy hats. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's rough. Pop country is bad, folks, is what we're getting at here. Yes. Um... It's it's like any other form of pop music. It is it is drivel and it's usually terrible. But at least like I'd say at least like electro pop is kind of listenable. Like you're like regular pop, you're like, all right, this is I guess the production value's good. But like pop country is just like an offensive creature. It's it's like it's wearing country music as a skin mask. Yes. It it's lowest common denominator and with a genre like country music, the common denominator oh. can be pretty damn low. Yeah, tractors. It turns out is yeah. the that's it gets down there. It's yeah. real rough. She thinks um, my tractor's sexy. That is a real yeah, song that exists yeah. in real life. Yeah, no, I know. I um, I uh, that was exactly what I thought of it. Uh, so I used to, we used to, I had a girlfriend who was would only go to country bars because the atmosphere was slightly less GI ridden there, mm-hmm. and uh. I was subjected to a lot of very terrible pop country for right. a long time. And I was like, man, I am offended by all of this. <laughs> and see, what's terrible about that is there's a genre of music called honky tonk, which is actually really good. Right. And that is named after, well, I actually don't know the, uh, which came first, but whether the genre or the bar, I'm guessing the type of bar came first and the music is named after that. So you already have that perfect combination. Just people choose not to do it. It's, it gets amazing. Like there's like, there's so many stupid weird bars here that are like, they, we used to have a, uh, a hell's angels bar. Oh geez. And, uh, the, the joke when my, so my, my folks from the military and the joke was always to tell the new guy who moved up here from not Alaska or anywhere to go to the hell's angels bar. And they wouldn't tell him what it is. They'd be like, this is a real fun bar. You should go. That is a, a classic and prank that could have dire consequences. Dire. Anyway, uh, so Suicide Country. Uh, let's let's get into the list. We'll, we'll hit uh, the, the first three real quick. Uh, so Uncle Tupelo's March. This is probably this is all country, technically. Either way, doesn't matter. Um, March 26, March 16, 1992. So this is one of my picks, and uh, this is the album that got me into alt-country. And I actually listened to it fairly close to the time that it was published. I'd say probably like uh, 
probably like 96 was the first time I heard it, which I didn't like any kind of country music at the time. So I didn't know what I was listening to because sure. no, there was such a thing as alt country. I just knew pop country on the radio. Well, this, this right. is terrible. And then I listened to this yeah. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, this is like, this is like, it's like songs actually about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like All not of- like tractors. <laughs> no. Like the, the songs on this album range from, uh, one about being a moonshiner, one about being mm-hmm. a coal miner, uh, one about, uh, actually, uh, maybe more than one about murder. So I got a couple there's, more. There's a couple about there. murder songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are definitely a few, but, uh, I got this. It, I keep going back to this one. Like this one is one that I will listen to over and over and over again. Uh, mm-hmm. like it's very minimalist. Um, not not a whole yeah. lot of production on it. It's all acoustic, um, and the uh, the band actually. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, Uncle Tupelo is the band that uh, Jeff Tweedy uh, that would later go on to form Wilco. This, that's the band he started with. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, you can tell there, there's two different vocalists um, on this album. Uh, one, uh, the guy that does uh, most of them actually, uh, Moonshiner and. Uh, Lily Shul and uh, yeah, a few of the other ones. Uh, that's uh, Jay Farrar, who would later go on to form Sunvolt after Uncle Tupelo broke up. But uh, the Damn. ones that are different, the the other vocalist is actually Jeff Tweedy. Um, that's fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they had a a massive falling out because um, I, I'm not exactly sure how it went. But from what I understand, Jeff Tweedy is actually a huge control freak, and <laughs> Jay Farrar is mm, not. So it, <laughs> that's th- there yeah. was some friction among the uh, the band members there. I I would imagine that is that is typically how that works out. So it looks like yeah, fucking uh, criminals paraphrases a George H W campaign speech. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is wild. Um, I am. So this is the thing. I am partial a lot to like traditional, like folk country, like uh, gospel stuff. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't know. I don't know why I like it a whole lot, but like the their version of Satan, your kingdom must come down is real good. Oh yeah, that is a, a very strong one. Um, they also had uh, that kind of gospely uh, gospel beat in uh, Atomic Power, uh, yep. which is a, a nuke scare song. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to find a whole lot of those, even if you go looking. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a rare one. <laughs> recorded in the 90s, you know, the, the nuke scary yeah. was a little bit over. That's funny. It was, yeah, so it was, that was written, looks like, by uh, Ira Loudermilk and Charlie Loudermilk. Hmm. Uh, uh, the I Louvins. didn't know that one, actually. Yeah. That's wild. That's I mean, it's a su- this is a super good album though. It's like it's like I like honestly like I didn't know it was as old as it was. I just yeah. like because uh, you know you've seen people make albums with dates for names and they're re- you know released like six million years later. Um, but yeah, this is fucking that's real good. Like this is like like I so like for what it's worth until like just now it seems I did not know alt country was around like in the nineties. That's fucking rad. It was very sparse. Like, you had Uncle Tupelo. Uncle Tupelo is kind of like, um, 
for those of you who are, who are huge post-rock nerds, it's kind of like the slint of alt-country. It's what proj- uh, the progenitor of alt-country as it would later exist, whereas slint was like the first arguable post-rock band. So yeah. there's, oftentimes there's like a big gap because you didn't, it wasn't popular at all in the 90s. Mm. So you had oh, no. pretty much, you know, Uncle Tupelo. I think Whiskey Town might have been recording um, in like the mid '90s, sure. um, but it was it was real, real underground until I would say probably about started to pick up about mid 2000s. Um, I would say because uh, you get you get into you know where like the folk music starts to come in. And now, I mean, now it's actually popular enough that there's like new wave folk festivals and alt country right. festivals and like, which is, you know, everyone, that's cool. Everyone's heard of it now, but in the nineties, yeah. I mean, you, you had, a, you didn't have a whole lot to choose from it. It was either like uncle Tupelo or a couple other, you know, small time bands, or you went back to when country used to be good. Right. Right. <laughs> Thousands of years ago, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of like that's it's honestly where we kind of end up next is uh, with uh, Towns Van Zant, Towns Van Zant's "Be Here to Love Me" the soundtrack. Sometimes I don't know where this dirty road's taking me. Sometimes I don't even know the reason why. But I guess I keep a gambling, lots of booze and lots of rambling. Well, it's easier than just waiting around to die One time, friends, I had a ma, even had a pa Well, he beat her with a belt once, cause she cried She told him to take care of me, headed down to Tennessee Oh, it's easier than just waiting around to die Well, I came of age and I found a girl in a Tuscaloosa bar. Oh, yes. And holy Jesus Christ, this is amazing. Yeah. So like, uh, they're like, this is a soundtrack. It's like 30 probably of the better songs from this guy. That's yeah. It, it, it's pretty much the best sampler of, of all of his music. It, it's got all of his uh, most popular songs, but it's also got a bunch of the ones that I really enjoy that, uh, that didn't get quite as popular. Um, yeah, it, he's in my opinion, he's one of the, uh, the best songwriters that's ever lived. And I, I don't say that lightly, like, you know, all of the songs sure. that you hear on this album or this soundtrack rather, mm-hmm. he wrote, I think all but one of them. One of them is a, uh, a lightning Hopkins song. Uh, oh, okay. Which is another thing that I really like about Tans Van Zandt, um, is he's got a blues background, too. And a lot of country music didn't get into that, especially during that time period, because he started recording in, I think, 68 um, and uh, went through the 70s. And so that that was like during the height of like the honky tonk era. And sure you didn't have a lot of genre crossover with blues, which is, 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of. Oh, there's. I like, mean, it's there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's definitely a lot of similarities between like blues music and country music, just because of like, well, I mean, Region. real country music is written by poor people who have real people problems, and so is the blues. <laughs> yep. It's just yep. you know what music you put to it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 a that's totally reasonable. That's a that's a very uh correct assertion, I would say. Yeah. Um like I am I am personally partial. I like I, I am a fan of like the uh was his self titled album and Our Mother of the Mountain are kind of my favorites of his. But the fucking the version of uh waiting around to die on this one is like a fucking like like a West, like a, a, a almost like a cowboy troubadour version of it. It's yeah. super weird and it's so good. Like I was like, cause like I've you know I'm familiar with that song, big fan. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, like the the uh, do 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 do. Where is the track list? Show me the track list. There we go. Yeah, I don't know. It does, doesn't really give a uh, different version of it, but yeah, it's like it's 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 a it's a different recording of it than the one that ended up on his self titled album, and it's holy shit, it's good. Yeah, yeah. That that's another thing that I um, that's one of the reasons why I like this one is because it uh, has some alternate recordings, but it also has a couple of uh, live recordings, and some of his live recordings are are very 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 good. Um, oh yeah, it's a bit hard to find. It's available on YouTube. Um, but there's, there was a, a, well, I, I guess at the time it would have been a home VHS cassette. Uh, oh man. <laughs> but they had, uh, what was called Towns Van Zant, a private concert. And it's literally him with an acoustic guitar sitting on a couch in his holiday inn in Houston, Texas. And it's some That's of the funny. best, best performance I've ever heard. Oh, it's good. I've seen that. I'm familiar. It is. It is pretty fucking great. So, like, if you guys aren't familiar with Towns Van Zant as like a person, uh, he wrote Poncho and Lefty, which is a song that everyone yes. on this planet probably has heard. You have heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. This is this guy is like this guy definitely hits like I mean you know Rake, uh, Our Mother of the Mountain, et cetera, et cetera. Those are like and like the uh, the sil- was it silver. Sales of uh, Zandalar, uh, silver ships of Vandalar, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy fucking shit! Like the guy can like he's like he's good enough at like writing a song that people are still arguing about what it's about. Yes. Like right now on the internet, people are arguing about that song. I can get like I've seen it, and it's just like Jesus Christ, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, good. Town Transant. Um, Again, if, if you're not familiar, listeners, um, the the reason why Town Transant is uh, suicide country is because he had a horrible life. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was subjected to electroshock therapy um, as a teenager, Ugh. and lost the memory of his childhood. Jesus which, Christ! Yeah, that is. Uh, you're already getting kind of the picture of how bad this guy's life gets. Um, but I mean, even as musicians go, he had terrible drug problems. Um, oh. the, uh, the soundtrack that this, uh, 
is of is actually a documentary that came out in 2004. Um, yeah. And I, I recently watched that documentary, and during it, he talks about a time that he fell asleep with three tubes of airplane glue in his mouth so that he could huff glue while he slept. Jesus Christ. Woke up with his mouth glued shut, you yeah. know, as you do. And they regular had, things. Yeah. You know, normal, like sleep glue huffing. Like that's that's yeah. just what you do. That's just a regular activity. And then they had <laughs> to break his teeth with a hammer to get the glue out. Oh. Yes. Oh god. Yeah. It is real, real rough. Ah Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is like it's just I mean, you know. People turn to drugs for a lot of reasons, but Jesus fucking Christ, that's the glue huffing. Yeah. The decision process for that one is that's rough. <laughs> what, what's what's crazy is he later gets into heroin pretty badly. I, and I mean, arguably yeah. that is less damaging to him. Which is I mean, you know, we fucking we've 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 you and I have talked about fucking uh like the whites and stuff and their their whole Yeah set of adventures. I'd say when 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 folks from uh, that region, or like the South in general, when they when they decide to get into some drugs, they find ways to do them in very very uh, high level ways. I'd say is the best way to yes. put it. <laughs> very extreme circumstances. Yeah, go big or go home. Yeah. Uh, I was like, fucking, what was it? What the hell is his name? The. Uh, Shit, Hank 3 has a song about his dad. Oh, Jesco White. Jesco White, yeah, fucking, you know, Jesco is, just like, that boy is insane. And I, dude, not boy, he's like, a, he's a, a, you know, 45-year-old man now. Yeah. But, like, his his brain has been gone from gas huffing for, like, literally, I don't know, 30 years, probably? So, I have a, uh, a second-hand Jesco White anecdote that I feel appropriate to share <laughs> at this point. Please share. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one of my friends uh, used to work in the restaurant business um, in the 80s, and he told mm-hmm. me of a time where this <laughs> restaurant slash music venue invited Jesco White, the dancing cowboy, to perform. Oh, oh no. And you know how musicians will have like tour riders and and those sorts of things, like where it's like what they expect to have in the green room. Yeah, Jesco White wanted a case of Scope mouthwash. Oh, because he was going to get fucked up on mouthwash before he performed at this venue. That is amazing. Yeah, I. Yeah, he he is uh, a true American hero, if there ever was Jesus one. Jesus Christ, fucking mouth. And, like, the fact, like, I mean, like, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, this dude's getting fucked up off mouthwash, and he probably still went out and performed oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, the show Wild was dude. as you would expect it to go. Yeah, but well, it went yeah, off. Jessica White. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking wild. Yeah. Fucking mouthwash. Good. So I remember. So I used to work at a company. I'm not gonna disclose which one, but we had uh, we had 
public facing uh, rooms for job searching in uh, a few of the, the areas on one of the floors. That's one of the floors specialized in was getting people employed. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was like two or three computers in one, one or two rooms. And this is, I was IT for this company. And uh, I got a call from my CIO one day. And he's like, hey, uh, you're the only one I feel comfortable uh, telling this or asking this of. And I'm just like, why is that? He's like, because you've, you've already been subjected to a lot of real dumb shit here. And I'm like, oh, good, thanks. This is great. I'm very excited. <laughs> and uh, he, he, he's like, can you, come to, you know, come to four? I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I go up to four. And uh, there's a dude being hauled out by security and the cops. And I'm just like, mm, this is already exciting. They had rolled in on this dude and he had been drinking hand sanitizer. <laughs> like, not like, like, like normal hand. Like, I mean, you know, like, like the gel, like just chugging it. And that's like not. So for what it's worth, I found out within like three seconds of the interaction. One, it's not the first time that had happened. And two, it was not the first time they'd caught this guy doing it. Ah. And I was just like, why is he drinking hand sanitizer? Because like, it's got alcohol in it. And I was like, no, no, it has rubbing alcohol in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, holy fucking shit. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like swearing. It's like, why do you need me here? They're like, there's oh, these computers all have hand sanitizer all, all over them. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> What a fucking retarded shit show this is. Oh my <laughs> I'm God. like hauling down every computer that has like hand sanitizer spilled in it. I'm just like, mm, dumb. This <laughs> is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, that was exciting. But yeah, that was like a, a, once I found out about that, I could like, I could spot it happening in, in like places around the, around the building. And you're just like, for Christ's sakes. And then eventually it got to the point where, Hand sanitizers were getting stolen so often from offices and shit by like people from not in the company uh, that they did really like, if you have hand sanitizer, you have to lock it up. <laughs> and I'm just God like, please do not. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I was like, just wash your hands in the sink, you fucking freaks. Yep. God damn it. Everything is terrible here. Anyway. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. It was it was wild as shit. Moving on. So yeah, Towns Van Zandt's Be Here to Love Me. Uh, go listen to this. It's real fucking good. And like, if you've never heard Towns Van Zandt, this is a great introduction. Yeah. Yeah, it, like, it, it's, it absolutely it's, is. It, it, it hits all the high notes. It ge- and it, it gives you kind of a range because uh, uh, the songs are recorded at different times. And yeah. some of the songs, I think, uh, I haven't verified this Um but I think some of them are from his later career, which is when mm-hmm. he started to have some real trouble with alcohol and heroin. And yeah, it, you can definitely hear the difference um, in the way he sings. Oh yeah. So it, it, it's, he, he's an excellent musician or he, he was yeah. an excellent musician. He, he died in uh, 1997, I believe. Um, yeah. But, Which is like, you know, that's fucking for a dude doing heroin and drinking that much, you know. Yeah. That's that's quite the lifespan. Yeah. Oh, Willie Nelson's still alive, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Must be that special strain of weed he's got. It's gotta be. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um 
no, listen to this. It's great. It's it's a very enjoyable album. Uh, so the next one, uh, which I was, I was like, huh, what's this? Once again, very positively surprised by uh, Tyler Childers, uh, Bottles and Bibles. You'd say I'm a great guy. Or at least it ought to. For as much as I buy. But it's money well spent. Just to help me feel free from the pain she creates. And she's cheating on me. at it again Living high on the streets So I reach for the bottle Just to help me sleep Yes. This, uh, This is one that I wanted to put out there because I've actually met this guy a couple times. Oh, cool. Um, I, I met him back when he wasn't famous. Like he's from Kentucky. And uh, those of you who may know me, I, I live in the Appalachian region of America. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I may have been to Kentucky from time to time. Sure. Uh, you've, you've been through. Yeah. Because Kentucky also is where bourbon lives. And I feel like uh-huh. that's an important cultural heritage to honor. And yeah. uh, so I may have, you know, gotten fucked up on bourbon and listened <laughs> to this very man play at open mic nights. Um, oh, that's rad. Yeah. But, uh, oh God, he's, he's really, really good. Um, he, he's getting more popular. He actually got signed uh, to Sturgill Simpson's label, which is. Oh, it's tight. Yeah, he he's for those of you not familiar, Sturgill Simpson is like hot shit in the country music scene. Um, yeah, his labels, you know, pretty huge. Um, he's uh, he's I mean, like you know, for a dude who's like got fairly mainstream success, he's real good. Yeah, yeah, I have absolutely no qualms with agreeing with that at all. Like, and and I'm actually I'm I'm happy that that's happening. That y- you get more quality music coming out of I won't say pop country but successful country you know like yes stuff that people are actually going to the shows and paying money for yeah that's that's a that's a good way to put it and yeah. it, it also it not being terrible drivel yes exactly um, <laughs> yeah no uh we uh we ended up, uh, so the, the group of fellas that I, I used to do, uh, you know, we used to hang out and do the, the, the libertarianism and the, the market anarchism as a, as a group with, mm-hmm. as, as friends, was also the group of dudes I did mushrooms with all the time. And one time we definitely had like a Sturgill Simpson, Simpson album on. And it was just like, all right, it's pretty chill. Yep. It's all right. Because that dude has clearly done an amount of fucking drugs. Yes. Which, I'm going to be honest. I think if you're going to make mu- like meaningful sounding music, you have to have been doing either like some kind of drugs or fighting somebody or something. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Yeah. I don't think that there's an album on this, uh, this list that doesn't have drugs or fighting involved with it. Possibly both. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah. That's pretty pretty accurate and true as far as this list. Yeah, no, I can't think of No, even like the the most somber one has songs about it. So yes. <laughs> um anyway, so yeah, this guy is uh just a fucking a relative local to the to your region. Yeah. And you can, I mean, a lot of these dudes like it, it's you you can definitely immediately tell the region the like the the Appalachia and associated border borderlands uh, mm-hmm. with because they have songs about fucking coal miners. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, that's that the the song um, coal is actually the one mm-hmm. that really struck me the first time I heard it. And uh, oh, it's God, real good. it's just it's. Uh, I mean. For, for those of you who aren't from Appalachia, which you know, I, I know you've got family in the region, so you, you're mm-hmm. an honorary Appalachian in in yeah. my book, <laughs> legally uh, speaking. <laughs> but if you're not from this region, you may not know what coal mining is to the people who live here. Yeah, it, it, it's beyond an occupation for a lot of people because it represents life. To some people, and I, I mean, that's, oh, yeah. it's kind of fucked up to, to say it like that, but, I mean, for a long time, there wasn't any other work. Like, right. you worked at the mines, or you didn't live here, or you were, like, a subsistence farmer. And right. there's a, a lot of very strong emotions associated with it, and... You know, you don't really get that sort of thing with, like, petroleum production, you know? No. No, you don't. Uh, no, I mean, even the mines up here, we have gold mines up here. Even the mines up here aren't like it. They're different. Yeah. yeah um, there's something about that particular type of work that affects people differently. Yeah. I mean, like, you figure, like, coal mining is, like, as an occupation is, like, physically destructive to the human body. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like I'd say more so than like a lot of other, like even, even other mining occupations now. Cause like, you know, most mining's done, done done with like strip mine stuff, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, no, Jesus fucking Christ. This is like, I mean, you know, like if I can, as like, um, my mom's side of the family, like fucking, I wanted at least two or three people that I know of uh, from one or two generations back were, were coal miners. And it's just like, yeah. And my, my granddad grew up in a coal mine era, coal camp. Yeah. So it's like the whole bit. Yeah. It's rare to not, even today, it's actually kind of rare to not know someone who's at least worked in like the periphery of mining. Right. Because yeah, the I industry. Mean, in addition to like just the guys that literally mine, you also have like you know the equipment mechanics and the coal truck drivers and the train operators and right etc cetera, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's I mean yeah it's a whole big thing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, for for those of you who are who are interested, you can also kind of tell if someone has grown up in coal country like. If they tell you where they're from, you know, they're from Kentucky or Tennessee or West Virginia or from Pennsylvania. One of the ways that you can tell is if they grew up around coal, chances are they might be, um, they won't smoke, but they'll chew tobacco. Oh, yeah. 
And the reason why is because you can't smoke in a coal mine. <laughs> it turns out. Yeah, that is a terrible idea. I can't, I can't, one, I cannot imagine, like, you know, the, the, the dude who lights up in a coal mine. I have never, I, I didn't actually, I, so I, I don't, I don't smoke or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm, I am, uh, you know, if I'm going to do drugs, I'm going to do other drugs, I guess. Yeah. Um, I have, but I, I, there was like a, a phase when I was just like, you know what, there's might be something to this whole chewing tobacco thing. <laughs> and I was like 28. So I was just like, yeah, I'll try this. We'll see how this is. And I was like, how do people do this? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that is a very yeah. good question. I, I don't personally, you know, but you know, my family is, is less involved with, uh, the, in the mining industry than most. Sure. And yeah. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> nope. No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. The only, the only kind of like tobacco intake I've had that I've enjoyed and not been like, what the fuck? <laughs> about is uh pipe tobacco oh yeah and uh that, that's I'm not even something that i enjoy too yeah it's 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 one of those things i think we've had uh one of our well, the guy we had on a little while ago um uh dexter minicus cookbook it's a big fan mm-hmm. of pipe tobacco oh yeah and uh yeah so it's 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 definitely like not a uh it's not bad man like i would say like listeners if you are looking to getting into smoking <laughs> <laughs> If you're, if you're looking to become a rad, bad influence for your peers around you, pipe tobacco is actually a great way to experience tobacco as a thing. Yeah. Because cigarettes fucking suck, and yeah. chewing tobacco is like, what the fuck am I putting in my face? Yeah. Um, I would say cigarettes is kind of the McDonald's of tobacco, whereas... That's a good way to put it. <laughs> chewing tobacco is kind of like the pink slime chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Tobacco, <laughs> yeah. Oh, gross! It, it serves a function, and that's it definitely does. All you can say it does. Like at that point, you might as well just get fucking nicotine gum and call it good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, truly. Um. Anyway, sorry, we got a little bit off track there. But so this bottles and Bibles album is uh, it's you know like if whiskey could talk. Christ. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that Uh, that is a fantastic one. Yeah. I like you know, I like all like every song on here, like back to front, is listenable and fun and good. And uh, it is it is just there are no dead weight songs on this album. It is all really good. Yeah, Uh, it's 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 impressive when that happens. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Play Me a Hank song is just fucking fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, th- this album, uh, this is his first LP, and um, mm-hmm. his latest LP is a lot more honky-tonk, and he's got okay. a, uh, he's got a backup band with him at this point. Oh, wow. Um, so this album, uh, Bottles and Bibles, that we're talking about, it's just him, and I think he's got features on, I think, maybe two songs. I think the yeah. title track is actually one of them, because he's got... Uh, violin on that yeah um, but uh it's it's a lot slower than his uh his newer work uh so if you listen to this album and you like it you will probably like his other material but it is a little bit different like this is very stripped down it's all acoustic That's a good way to describe it you yeah. know it's very raw whereas his newer material he he's starting to get a little bit more energetic with it. 
Um, yeah. Not to say that it's bad at all. It's it's just he he's evolving musically, and you know I, I think that sure. that can be good. Um, yeah, that can be fair. Definitely, they yeah, can go like, in good directions. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, this is also he he's a very good songwriter. Um, for instance, uh, if whiskey could talk, uh, the one that you mentioned, the <laughs> the chorus to that song goes: If whiskey could talk, it say I'm a great guy. Or at least it ought to <laughs> for as much as I buy. Yeah. Which, it's like that's very uh, relatable. <laughs> yeah, it's relatable, it's charming, and it also is a bit of a punch in the gut. Because it's like, oh, I relate to that. Oh, uh, I shouldn't relate to that. I, no one should. <laughs> I do not want to relate to this, but boy, howdy. Yeah. Here we are. Um. Yeah, we uh, it's it's as as it's kind of as funny as it is like our our respective uh, sets of uh, related in groups. Uh, whiskey consumption seems to be pretty common across all all of them. Yep, there, there's some yeah. uh, there's some contention as to the particular <laughs> particular variety, which is sure. uh, I believe charred oak versus peat is uh, <laughs> yes. the, the, yeah that's, that's that's the battleground currently. That's that's where everyone fights, and yeah. uh, it's it's okay. It's it's, it's, uh, it's, it's okay. You, know, we're, you, we're, you can enjoy both. It turns yeah. out. <laughs> yes, yeah, truly. It's just short. <laughs> that's that's the winner. We're we're winning. We got. I mean, the obviously, that's obvious. Duh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. So this is this is a great album. We'll we'll uh, we'll link all these as much as we can. Um, uh, so the next album, uh, my set of picks is uh, probably like I, as usual, I found the weirder side of everything because it's what I do. Um, so I found this band. I think uh, right after you introduced me to like the concept of this, I, this band came up as a recommendation, and I just latched on because uh, mm-hmm. they're so good. Uh, so Timber Timber. Uh, it's their self-titled album. Death she must have been your will Up on beneath the reaper's veil With your voice my belly sunk And I began to feel so drunk Candle, candle on my clock Oh Lord, I must have heard you knock me out of bed As the flames licked my head And my lungs filled up black In their tiny little shack It was real, and I repent All those messages you sent Clear as day, but in the night Oh, I couldn't get it right and uh, this is a very somber album. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's, I, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I'm familiar with the band. I hadn't listened to them um, as much. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like peripherally known to me. Um, sure. But I listened to this one straight through a couple of times, and I did really enjoy it. Um, it's it kind of goes off in the direction of almost kind of like gothic country, I think. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, totally. Which, so, uh, or southern gothic I, I would, or whatever. I would, I would, you know, to not to be pedantic, I, I would say gothic country is separate from horror country, which mm-hmm. is oh, it also is. on this list coming up. Uh, spoiler. Totally different, it turns yeah. out. <laughs> but uh, 
Gothic Country, I mean, it's it's gloomy, I would say. Yeah. And this this whole album, gloomy is probably like the be- I mean, somber, gloomy. Those are like the best yeah. words I could use to describe this album. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it, like, it, I think all of these albums that we're talking about, they all describe country living, but from different points of view. If you see oh, sure. the meaning, like you know the, you've got your drug addiction point of view. You've got your kind of spooky backwoods point of view and you've got like your whiskey drinking you know sort of small town kind of view and yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's all very distinct and but you can definitely see all the they all share certain themes you know oh yeah uh, but uh this album in particular i i really i liked it because um you know uh I'd say it's it's firmly in the gothic country category, but there's mm-hmm. also there's a couple of tracks where uh, I believe track two uh, I don't have the name uh, uh, track lay down the tall grass. Yeah, that one yeah. was really good, and I liked it because it had um, Wurlitzer and electric piano yeah. on it, which it almost kind of sounded like a lounge song. As weird as that is to say, yeah, no, and, that's that's fair. That's a because that that kind of sound, you know, yeah. that that is. Uh, I mean, that it's yeah. it's those particular those two particular instruments that I think really you know made that comparison easy for me. But it mm-hmm. that's that's kind of just like you get that little taste of it, and it's enough to make you notice. But you know, the the themes are not at all. <laughs> what you would expect from like, you know, a lounge song. No, not at all. Definitely strongly country. Yeah. Like the lead, lead song in this album is like, this album feels like, like somehow like sonically gives you the feeling of being like in a fairly remote cabin. Yeah. That like, that's, that's kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just kind of like, man, I like it, it feels detached from a lot of stuff and like, not in like a bad way, but like in like a physical sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, uh, that, it, yeah, it, and it's one of those things like it, it's the, the vocals on it are mm-hmm. kind of misleading because it's like you, you're starting to get into it and you're like, Oh, you know, this, this feels like good energy. And then you start to listen to the lyrics. I'm like, Oh, these don't match. He sounds <laughs> no. a lot happier than what he's saying. Yep. <laughs> pretty, pretty much for the whole fucking album. <laughs> yep. It's very consistent. Yeah, no, that is a, uh, he's got like a, a fairly like, once you kind of get through and kind of like, once once that clicks, it becomes like kind of almost haunting. Like, yeah. As far as the vocals go, like Demon Host is the first song I heard from these dudes. And I was just like, Wow. <sighs> Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> that is uh that is a strong start to say the least. Yeah. yeah. You're just kind of like, well, <laughs> I guess uh I guess this is happening. Holy hell. It's great. Um Yeah. But yeah, no, like in like this this is like their third album. Yeah. Which is like fucking baffling. But they're like they're legitimately like this is a great listen. Um 
Fucking, if you, I, I'd say like, you know, like Lay Down the Tall Grass and Demon Host were the singles from this, I believe. And uh, they are both like, they are good intros to this band's sound. Yeah. And you should you should give that a look, I would say. Um, I, I would say if you're a fan of bands like The Handsome Family and, um, shoot, I just had it in my head. Um, those Poor Bastards is another okay. one. Um, but it, if, if you can hear the words Gothic and country together, and it sounds intriguing, mm-hmm. you're probably going to enjoy this album. Yes. Like, almost certainly. Yeah. It, it, and it is definitely worth a listen. It may not be like, it, it is, a, it's a stark departure from the first three albums that we've talked about, but it definitely. definitely, it's still in the same ballpark and it comes off really well. Yeah. I am, uh, I am, there's a, uh, you can, easily find kind of similar stuff like uh southern gothic is the, an, uh, another term yeah. they use for it and uh, you can easily find a bunch of like youtube playlists of that that are yeah pretty interesting it's it's a it's a neat niche like it's it's bigger than one bigger than i thought it was and two yeah. like it's 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 still very small so like the people doing it are doing it because they like doing it and it, it comes through it, it also um, gets way darker than this Oh yeah, this is like I mean this is a pretty dark album. It gets so much just so much further down. Yeah. <laughs> like this 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 like border like this goes like in like I mean like I would say like the closest border aside from like just regular like alt country and suicide country stuff is like gospel for this yeah. album. Yeah, it's uh, which is I know that sounds weird because we've just said gothic country and you know et cetera et cetera, but like it's like it's there. It's kind of odd. Yeah, it it starts to make sense. Like if you if you listen to gospel music, like as a children's, like mm-hmm. I did, you know, just because of my family, yeah. or sure. you know, if you got into it later, you'll understand the crossover because it gives you that. Like the once you start to get into like this and darker, it gives you the sense of like the creepy old country church. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And like it, it's very enjoyable in that. Cause you've got like the, the, like the gloomy organ going and you know, the, the haunting vocals and, Oh, uh, haunted yeah. wind chimes. That that's another, um, Oh, fucking haunted yeah. wind chimes. Is great. Holy shit. Yeah. If you like haunted wind chimes, you'll like these guys probably. De- definitely, definitely. Holy, sh- like haunted wind chimes in general just need to make more music. They are yes, agreed. They are fantastic. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, these guys they definitely give the actually these guys in the next band the next group we're going to talk about uses a lot of like the uh, like the the old old country like you know the church you find in the woods that's dead you know for a community that you didn't know was there kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like and, uh, the good part of the first season of True Detective kind of feel. Yeah. <laughs> right before the Cthulhu stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right before that's, they that's... started spoiling all the mystery and like just kind of <laughs> went off the rails. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's... that's, that's... <laughs> 
it's a it's a good aesthetic to capture really yeah yeah um, i mean truthfully like you know I, I i say that in kind of like loving jest because th- there's a lot of good stuff in the first season of true detective oh totally but I'm still totally going to make true detective season three jokes forever constantly oh yeah no you can't you can't stop at this point it keeps happening yeah um it's because it's like for Christ's sakes, that is such a weird show. Yeah. I did, I have not gotten into season two yet, but you yeah, know, you know how that goes. Yeah, um, it's kind of hard to follow up season one's uh, fucking in, insanity. Yeah, kind of set the bar so, a little cockeyed to say the least. Yeah, a little bit. The next one. Uh, this is actually an Australian band. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Graveyard Trains, uh, the Drink, the Devil, and the Dance. This is horror country. Yes, which is it is really I, good, but different. It's, it's a it's it's yeah it's it's in that in that region. We're in the same wheelhouse of confusing uh, country where it's like this is you know this is not like I would say if you are familiar with uh, uh, Psycho Billy, yeah, you could probably enjoy horror country. Yeah. And also, this band doesn't sound Australian when they sing. Like if, when I first heard them, I was like, "Oh yeah, they sound like a regular ass weird country band." Like, yeah, they're singing about all kinds of weird shit. Yes, yeah, they do but, not tip their hand that they're Australian at all. Like it, it sounds no. like they could be from. They, it sounds like they live in that spooky church in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. That's that's uh yeah that's exactly it. I mean they got a fucking song about becoming a werewolf. Yeah, which is they make they make a horror country song about becoming a werewolf like compelling. Oh yeah, which yeah. is like oh that's yeah. great. Bit by a dog. Yep. Yeah. It's fucking Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, uh, and like you know like yeah. It, it's it's a very good album. Um, I would say again this is a good introduction. Uh, to horror country as a thing. Yes. Um, they do a real good job of making it compelling, too. Um, so horror country, yeah. as opposed to gothic country, horror country has horror themes. So, yes. for instance, Bit by a Dog is about becoming a werewolf. The opening yeah. track is called The Devil's Drum. There's a song called Mummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, bones the Bones do the do work. The work. Yeah, uh, the fairy man. Oh God, that right. That yeah, one, that was fucking really great. Uh, even witches like to go out dancing. Is fucking yeah. like, it's, God damn it! It's so good. 
Yeah. Um, a tall shadow. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 fucking like this is a a great and weird album. Yeah. And uh, the fact that they're an Australian band is just kind of like that doesn't make any sense, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that I didn't understand that, but I'm not going to try to understand it. Like they're they're just doing their thing, mm. and I'm glad that they yeah, just, are. Just let them uh, let them do their thing, and you know what? I'm not going to interfere. Uh, yep. They have like six albums now, and they're all pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah, um, they they really are very good. Um, to to give you another sample of what these guys are like, one of the primary instruments they use is hitting chains with a hammer. Yeah, that, as that a rhythm is, section, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, they use chains as rhythm, and it has. Like it sounds good. Like it's very good. Yeah. It it fits their sound very well, which is like yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, um, like that is an absurd thing to uh, to just manage to throw in very well to your horror country album. Yeah. Um, but you know, keep it up, guys. Fucking Australians. <laughs> um. So the last one we have, and this is kind of like a, like we, I, I felt like, you know, if we're going to talk about alt country, we should probably talk about this guy because he's probably partly responsible for bringing it to the, the light of day as far as like making it well known. No, no matter how much of a shit show he is as a human. Uh, so Hank Williams, the third straight to hell. good album <laughs> like one, to to give you an idea like one of the things i thought about while i was re-listening because i i've heard this album many times i've listened to the songs oh, yeah. off it many times so fucking good every just about every song except the last one it's like i want yeah. this song to be twice as long keep going yeah. they're all like you know two and a half to three and a half minutes long and i'm like God, this is so fucking good, man. Like, I want more yep. of it all the time. It's like, it's good, and it's relatable, and it's fun, and you're like, this is tight, I love this. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, Hank, Hank Williams suffers from the same thing the Suicide Boys do, and they can't write songs longer than three minutes. <laughs> um, I don't understand it. Like, you know, fucking, like, back to front, this album's got, like, pills. I, like, this is, this is actually a hard, like, it was hard for me to pick from the uh the albums uh you know of his that i'm a fan of because like uh you know uh this one's good damn right rebel proud's really good um the one right after rebel within they're all like the same four-year period yeah and they're all fucking great and uh that that time period is just ah man 
all three of those albums that Jake just listed are highly, highly good. Like they are almost mandatory listening. If you like this sort of thing, like totally. So, and, and Hank, Hank Williams, the third, like that's not a, a sobriquet. That is literally the son of Hank Williams's son. So Hank Williams is this guy's grandfather. Hank Williams Jr. is his dad. And if you're familiar with the Hanks, the three Hanks, Hank Williams, fantastic all time country hero. Hank Williams Jr. kind of went off into the rhubarb as far as pop country. Hank third, super, super good. Um, a lot of honky tonk on on this album, especially, and yes. a lot, a lot, a lot of drugs and alcohol, like which is yeah. Honestly, once again, you need it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's going back to what I mentioned before. You know, the different points of view of you know country music and and what it means to live in the country. Drugs and alcohol are a huge part of it because sometimes things are real horrible and you want those drugs and that alcohol right no i mean it's totally fucking reasonable people i mean you know i mean that's a relatable thing for is my neighbor mowing his lawn i will kill him um it's a relatable (laughs) Ah, thing for most humans it's lawn cucks well i mean it's less of a lawn in his case and more of like there's some grass that grows near the dirt uh, on his on his property Mm, mm. um uh, there, no one up here actually in, intentionally makes a lawn happen. <laughs> Everyone's just like, whatever. This is the grass by my house, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, we have enough trees to kind of, you know, uh, obfuscate views. So no one, no one, there's no like lawn shaming or any kind of weird culture up here for that. Good. Um, but yeah, like, so, like, fucking, like, you know, Country Heroes is, like, this is a, like a song about, like, the, fuck the people he grew up listening to, which is, like, you know, ultimately people you end up listening to, um, yeah. because you, you, you dive into this kind of music, and, uh, you know, D-Ray White is about fucking the whites, yep. who are insane, who are yep. totally fucking claim. insane, <laughs> they're Absolutely just totally insane. nuts, and, like, you know, you, you fucking, like, I, I remember, I, I, I first, uh, when I first started listening to this, I like I went and hung out with my parents for like a night, and I was just like, "Yeah, I started listening to Hank Williams' uh, great grandson or grandson." And they were like, "Does he make music?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Blah blah,", blah. and I mentioned uh, uh, D. Ray White, the song, and mm-hmm. my mom was like, "Oh yeah, no, blah, blah blah." I saw him dance when I was a kid. Yep. And I was that like, is- "Jesus Christ." <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, like you, you so kind of explain that as like a concept right like like dancers as entertainers in like the you know like appalachian culture i think it goes it probably goes back to europe somewhere but like d-ray and jessica were like probably the the last like the 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 far end of weird for that Mm -hmm. because like you know jessica uh a gas huffing uh excitable fella (laughs) and very uh, excitable and, and and D-Ray, I think he died. He died in a gunfight, didn't he? Uh, I believe that sounds familiar. I mean, you could tell me D-Ray died in any number of ludicrous fashions. 
Probably. There's nothing you can say about one of the whites that I would take, you know, anything other than yes. face value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, like they, like the MTV, I think was it the, the guys who made Jackass actually had like that the the they gave the whites a reality show for like two or three seasons, and that was like that was a questionably interesting uh, adventure. Yeah, yeah. And then, and as as we all know, like uh, for those of you listeners who don't know, uh, characters in the Squidbillies are literally based off these people. Yes. Um, and, uh, like early is early is based off Jesco. One of the. Uh, uh, Early is uh, voiced by um, Unknown Henson. Unknown Henson, who is yeah, who also is, great. Yes, also great. And I, he and Hank the Third definitely have done a lot of drugs together at points in the past, that, I'm sure. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Unknown Henson is like, I forget his real name, but like he is... He goes from like horror country to rockabilly to whatever the fuck he wants because he's crazy. Yes. And also he's a voice actor now. Yes. <laughs> um again, if you're, true American hero. Yeah, if you I mean if you're going to if you get go big or go home, you know. Yeah. Uh there's a uh there's an amount of like the uh the old Squidbillies DVDs have uh, bonus features that are just unknown Henson being crazy as shit, yelling at uh, Dana White. Or not Dana White, Dana. The guy who voices Master Shake. Um, oh. Hang on one second. Shake. Um, Dana Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dana Snyder also voices uh, Granny on Squidbillies. Yeah, actually, yeah, you can kind of hear it if you think about oh, it. Oh, you, you totally can. Yeah. Um, and like he's this guy's a good he's he's got a wide range of like voice acting stuff, uh, and he's he's fucking funny in all of it. He, he apparently he does the he did the penguin. Holy shit. Um, but uh, yeah, and there's the the the, the features are just like. <laughs> Unknown Henson yelling in the you, you quickly find out that Unknown Henson's Unknown Henson voice is just the early Kyler voice. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like he's the H. John Benjamin of horror country. Just it literally really, the same. It really is. It's the same deal where you're like, uh, you know, you you do not have any other voices besides this, and that's okay because people love it. Yep. Um But he uh it's just him yelling at Dana Snyder to do the lines more like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Dana Snyder being like, it's a female character. <laughs> uh, it's great. Yeah. It's real fun. Anyway, but yeah, so this, this Straight to Hell album is is really good. And honestly, like any like those three, the three Hank Williams albums we listed, Hank, Hank three albums we listed are pretty fucking great on, on their own. Um you know, he's got a song shit on the Grand Ole Opry, which is like, hell yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah, that like uh, I saw I saw this episode or this um, album in the the show notes. I was like, I couldn't remember which one it was because all three of them. It, it should just be a triple album because it's it's all so good and it it feels like it was recorded at the same time. I don't know when it was recorded, but. It's all, it, it rides that line of 
sounding similar, but still being mm-hmm. really, really different and unique at the same time. Um, cause like on this one, you know, you've got, uh, country heroes, D Ray white, um, mm-hmm. my drinking problem, which is, Oh my hilarious. God. Yeah. That one is yes. great. Um, uh, and on, pills I took is fucking a personal favorite. <laughs> uh, so pills I took, um, if you didn't know, that's actually a cover song, uh, by a band not. that I mentioned earlier, uh, those poor bastards, which is a horror country band. Um, that's funny. And they wrote that song and they gave it to Hank the third as a gift. That's funny. Yeah. So they, they recorded that's rad. it and then I think he played it at a show and they were like, this song belongs to you now. <laughs> it's, he does such a good version of it. Like oh, it's so, so fucking, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very like, uh, uh, it's not like I'm not a big, I'm not a big pill fan myself, but like I've definitely had the moments of like, oh, what happened last night? Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that is that is that song. That is that that song is what happened last night. The song. Yep. Um, yeah. but like, yeah, no this this album is and like these these albums. I think the only album I have like recording. This is recorded in 2004. In in a house with a good wooden room in East Nashville. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, it ended up being his his steel guitar player's house. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that's one thing I, I do want to mention about this album in particular is his band, like his his other uh, players, are awesome. They're really oh, really yeah. talented, and it it shines through a lot because. Um, a lot of times you'll have like 15 second solos for some of the, uh, the other players like the steel oh, yeah. guitar, the banjo, the, the fiddle or whatnot. And they're yep. just killing it. Like so oh, yeah. fucking good. They do. They, they, there's no, no lack of like musical talent on this album or oh, any yeah. of these albums. Yeah. Actually, Jesus, uh, these albums actually share most of, it looks like they share most of, uh, the musicians like same band. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so. that's probably another reason why it feels similar is because, like, yeah. if they record with the same players, with playing the yeah. same instruments, you know, you, you can definitely get the theme going through throughout the the uh, the albums. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they so it looks like this is actually fucking Hank Hank engineered and produced it. Oh wow! With, uh, that, that, that I didn't with, know. With two of the other two of the other band or three of the other band members. <laughs> wow. So it was all in house. This is done on a four hundred dollar Korg D sixteen hundred, which is like a mid tier digital workstation. <laughs> That's wow. fucking hilarious. That's, that is so rad. Yeah, that that is awesome. Especially because this is like, you know, this is a fucking like this is a good. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, it goes to show you don't you don't absolutely need like a massive studio to sound good. Oh no, especially for this genre. Yeah. That that's actually what I was just thinking as you said that is like some of the best, uh, like alt country and like folk country that's uh, come out in the past ten to fifteen years. I'd say, yeah. like some of them, like literally, they record into one microphone with no yep. pickups. Like they're they're just oh their acoustic instruments. Uh, who's uh, that? There's that one band that does that shit. Uh, you introduced them to me. Um, the Tillers. The Tillers, that's exactly it. Yeah. You're fucking we're on we're mind linked now. Yep. <laughs> um 
That's fucking yeah. No, the Tillers. Like as soon as you said that, I was like, "That's what the Tillers did." You can tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can. I, I've seen them play live actually, and it, they they do oh. it live. They sound fucking really good. Like that's amazing. And you know, it, it adds to the aesthetic because, like, that's how it used to be. Like you didn't have mm-hmm. pickups. Oh and, yeah. You know, mics for everyone. It's like, oh well, let me get a little bit more on the banjo. No, man, you just went up to the microphone with the banjo and you stuck it up close (laughs) and you played like that's That's how how you get the solo in. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's uh yeah, that's one of those things. Um, I remember I, I did the engineering for a country album locally and, uh, we, it was, it was a small in-house thing. It was just like, it was me on a digital workstation and a, we repurposed. It was actually when I worked at the radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, we repurposed the, uh, the, the engineer, the, uh, the studio quickly to, uh, like quasi soundproof it. And, mm-hmm. uh, we we're just like, yeah, here we go here. Just fucking let's go record a country album. And like, I think we spent like two weekends doing it, but like, you know, it's one of those things where he's like, you, uh, like I, this is, this is like the first time I encountered uh non-physical work that made me tired, mm-hmm. that made me like tired enough that I almost passed out driving home. Right. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's wild to do. Cause it was, it was, it was a, uh, it was a one man band that had a couple features come in, but he was like a friend of the owner of the station. He's ended up being a crazy dude, but his, his album wasn't terrible. And, uh, he still <laughs> says whenever he sees me in town, he still says hi. And I'm just like, yeah, what's up, bud? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're still insane. It's great. <laughs> um, but I ended up doing, uh, as a result of, engineering his album i ended up doing uh like a, a live uh like a, a recorded bluegrass concert that way and uh that was like hurting fucking insane cats yeah <laughs> like cats with drug problems is what it was <laughs> and uh it was just like oh good lord <laughs> i never want to do that again yeah uh, but yeah anyway no it's 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 interesting going like real basic recording stuff is real fun like we like we i think we 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 had we we did his stuff with i want to say three mics and uh one for vocals two for instruments and yeah it ended up being like a pretty decent i'll see if i can find a copy of the album somewhere it's um it's weird but yeah, I'll see if I can find that. Anyhow, yeah. So no, what's the other? There's another band that I kind of want to mention just before, just just to get the recommendation out. Uh, we've talked about it on the show before, but like you know, the Fox Hunt. That's the yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Fox Hunt. Yep. <laughs> they are so fucking good. Yeah. The, Holy those guys, shit. They. I don't think they've been together for a while, um, and it's a damn shame. They only have two LPs. <laughs> But that's yeah. another one of those. Uh, I hear the cops. Yeah, happens. Sorry, sorry, listeners. If I cut out, that's it's, it's been nice uh, talking to you. But it's been it's been nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Fox Hunt they they only had two albums, and I think their last mm-hmm. one was in like uh, two thousand nine, maybe. I think I think it was twenty fifteen album. Did do they? Yeah, I believe oh, so. Shit. I did not know about that at all. You you just made my day potentially. Yeah, maybe. Let me, uh, I have to take a look at my folder of the Fox Hunt. <laughs> Let me, but yeah, no, they've, they, they have at least two, um, I know albums. they have two. Uh, so they have two on their band camp. They have another one elsewhere. 
Oh. Which I will, wow. uh, yeah, they, I think they got on a label at some uh, point. Okay, well, that's that's fantastic news. I mean, if yeah. I could have picked one band to start recording again, it, it would probably be them. Like, front to back, uh, the, the two albums that I'm familiar with, so, so, mm-hmm. like. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're like, honestly, like, there's, there's a lot of good stuff to find in this, these, these. Yeah. Associated yeah. genres. Yeah, if if you're new to this sort of music and you've enjoyed what you've heard about today, man, go into it. Like Yeah. Hit hit Jake up, hit me up on the tweet yep. drops. Like mm-hmm. we'll we'll have a ton of stuff for you. And yeah. it is all really, really good. Like like it takes yeah. you through all of the the emotions you could ever think about feeling with music. Like mm-hmm. It's, and you know, something I was thinking about, like, it's very real. Like, none of this has changed much. Like, I'd say, like, Hank the Third is probably the newest style because like, Honky Tonk definitely has, like, the pedal steel and a little bit of electrics. But most of sure. these bands, man, like, they're doing it the same way that it was done, like, when Alan Lomax was recording this shit back in like the early 20th century, you know, like, and yeah. on backwards, like the, the folk music of, you know, the, the 19th century, even, you know, sure. It, it's, yeah. it goes very, very deep and it, it feels like the region, you know, cause it does like, you know, country music, you kind of get a little bit of bleed over into like Dixie and a little bit more yes. into the Midwest. A lot of what we talked about here feels like Appalachia specifically. It um, does. And you have like, you know, different regions within that. You know, you've got like middle Appalachia, coal country, you know, southern Appalachia, which is like kind of the gothic um, horror country sort of feel. Yeah, um, definitely. But it's just such a broad experience you know and it, it feels like you're there and it, it represents it well you know because like a lot of these songs like it, it talks about it, the good stuff and it talks about the bad stuff too but it mm-hmm. gives you the picture very clearly and ah, uh, i love it like that's i was so happy to, to see what the topic was for this because this is <laughs> something i really enjoy and I'm, I'm glad that i can help bring bring it to people Oh, totally. No, it's like, it's definitely like, it's like one of the things was like when, when I figured out that like I, there was country that I could enjoy that that existed on this planet. I was so fucking happy, you know, beyond like stuff from like the 1930s, 40s and 50s. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause like, you know, we've all, we've all heard Hank three and, you know, honestly, so also there, there was definitely a moment in the damn ones discord where we found out that not everyone knew who Ernie Ford was because not everyone's family is from, you know, West Virginia, <laughs> Ohio, et cetera. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's just kind of a thing I'd take for granted is like, if you start singing <laughs> 16 tons, someone else yeah. will just say, and what do you get? Right. No, you know, everyone knows. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you like, it's, it's. Like, like you know, I think depending on where where you go, it's like, oh, is that a Johnny Cash? Is that Johnny Cash song? You're like, what? <laughs> I mean, Not yes, but no. Country is Johnny Cash. <laughs> you sir? Uh, Not yeah, to no, disparage Johnny Cash. Johnny no, Cash. Johnny Cash is great. An all time master. Listen so to last, Johnny last, Cash, by the way, if, if you're not listen to Johnny Cash at all, listen to yeah, Johnny oh shit, Cash. yeah. 
that's it. That's 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 like that's that should be like your intro to fucking country in general is Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson, etc. Yeah. You know, those fellas. Yeah. Willie that's Nelson. Actually, I would say, you know, Uncle Tupelo introduced me to alt country. I didn't really start listening to it until later, and I can tell you when. It's when American Four came out. Um, Johnny Cash's oh, American Four is a great album. Fantastic album. I bought that. I I wore the CD out, and yeah. it's it, it it crosses over genres because a lot of the songs he does on there are covers. Like the most famous one, yeah. obviously, is Hurt, which is a right. Nine Inch Nails song. Which yeah, those of you who know Nine Inch Nails is not a country band. No. Uh, Trent Reznor is from Cleveland, though, of all places. Wow, that I didn't know, but yeah, <laughs> you have heard Johnny Cash covering "Hurt" by Nine Inch Nails. Oh yeah, you you've seen it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. and it, it may be a little played out by now, but that era, like the American recordings that um, were yeah, in the early two thousands, fantastic, fucking great. Yeah, like, like those those albums are like mostly. I'd say they're mostly like covers of either like rock songs from the '90s of varying genres, obviously. Yeah, um, varying kinds of rock and industrial and weird stuff, and like way old country. Yeah, and way old folk and like traditional music, and it's the, fantastic. Those are great albums. Yeah, he he's got one too uh, called "My Mother's Hymnal," which is all gospel music. Ugh. Oh, Jesus. very very good. That sounds great. Oh, damn it, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Uh, Johnny All Cash right. is like the. It's like the. It's one. Yeah, definitely. But it's one of the one of the few moments where someone finds religion and their music doesn't suck. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, all right, you stop doing drugs and you replace it with religion. There's a there's a dice roll here. Yeah. <laughs> where yeah, it's it, like it it's either gonna downhill really quickly. Um, yeah. You could and like that, become, he got. Uh, God, what's that guy's name? The the actor who's like. Kind of like the Joel Osteen of Christian actors. Um, oh, uh, Kirk, uh, the guy from Family Ties. Yeah, yeah, that guy. You could become that guy. Yes. Yeah, you could become uh, Kirk, that guy. Whatever. Like, it, it is, you know, one way is often to the rhubarb pretty heavily. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is, uh, yeah. Whew. Uh, so I've actually, uh, so thank you for coming on the show. Thank um, you. Uh, um, yeah. great episode i'm looking forward to listening to it with the the sound clips added in just because oh, yeah. uh, the you yeah. really listeners will not be disappointed by this music you'll be yeah. you'll be very happy i think it, like, if it, you are disappointed it given, i will fight mm, you in your house <laughs> that's that's fair that's a reasonable uh result of this situation because of that okay, is what uh, country music is about it's also about yeah. fighting yeah, no, that's that's like once again like half these fucking albums. At least one or two songs are about fighting somebody for something. Yep. Um, especially like Hank Three's album, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, check us out Friday. Check us out Monday. Goodbye. I love you. I got a score to settle way back home. Chickadee has been on fire. Let me out, warden. I promise to return, and you can find me in your electric chair. From jail to hell, my whole damn life has been a shame. Chickadee and her fox will soon feel the wrath of my pain. From jail to hell in my town.
on, it's the only game. Thank you, uh, is that a take? Y'all, was that a keeper? Uh, I'd play it again if you want me to. Uh, huh? What? Contract.